Warning, 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 warning. In this episode of the Mystic Access podcast, Chris, Kim, and possibly Lisa use a certain word that begins with the letter A that can activate an Amazon smart speaker. If you have one of these Amazon smart speakers, it is recommended that you turn off its always listening capability as we are not responsible for anything that your Amazon Echo decides to purchase or even melt down. Thank you. Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Kim. And I'm Lisa. And we have some announcements as well as other goodies in this podcast. The first announcement is a class that I'm going to be teaching in the end of November. This is not a free class, but it kind of stems from last October's free class from a couple of weeks ago. And that is From Window Eyes to the Future is what it is actually called. And it's going to help adjust from using the Window Eyes screen reader to both JAWS or NVDA. And it will go into more detail than the free class did. Each session should last about 90 minutes. And it will be taught over three consecutive days, the 20. 8th, 29th, and 30th of November. However, if you purchase the class and you are not able to attend live, you can still get the recordings because all classes will be recorded. That's just how we work. And it's really going to be kind of soup to nuts, isn't it, in terms of what you're going to describe to people? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about it. Those of you who attended Chris's free class a couple weeks ago will probably get a lot out of this material because it's going to be expanded upon. And no one wants to overwhelm you with too much stuff, especially after you're full of turkey and dressing and cranberry sauce. We want to make sure that you have time to absorb the material. And of course, as Chris said, you'll get the recordings to review again and again and again and again. So that should be really fun and really useful. So $29 for well over four hours of class time. So it's going to be a really good investment for you guys and hopefully teach you a lot of good information so that you won't feel so intimidated about the possibility of switching from your current screen reader, if it is in fact windowized, to either NVDA or JAWS. So that should be available for you by the time this podcast is released. You can go ahead and register for class. And this is not a class with a limit. So you will take as many of you as want to come, come one, come all, and tell your friends and colleagues, anyone who you feel would be interested. And you can call us to register and sign up, or you can register via the website. And of course, as always, that link will be in the show notes for you. Speaking of classes, we have our November free class that we'd love to share about as well. And that one is actually going to be on the 16th, which is a Thursday. And we're going to talk to you about the possibilities and the many tips and tricks that you can use to do your holiday shopping or shopping at any time of year with the use of a screen reader. There are so many tips 
that can help you to shop more easily, more quickly, more intuitively, and to find what you want without having to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. Add infinitum. <laughs> and find what it is that you are seeking. <laughs> so hopefully what we're going to do in this class, and this is going to be a class that all three of us co-teach, which is going to be fun. So we're going to share some tips from our experience and just some handy-dandy shortcuts that you can use no matter your screen reader, no matter your browser, and just give you some really helpful tricks to help you to have a more pleasant, more easy, more enjoyable shopping experience online. So, of course, this class is free, and you can join us on November 16th, which is a Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can find out all the information on our free teleclasses discussion list. And you can join that list by visiting mysticaccess.com slash teleclasses, T-E-L-E-C-L-A-S-S-E-S. Or if you need help, contact us. We will get you signed up. And we will be sending information pretty quickly about how you can join. And you can join via Android, iOS, via the Zoom software, or via phone. So lots of ways to join us. It'll probably be a 90-minute class. And we'll leave room for your questions at the end, as always. And hopefully it will be a good time had by all. So please join us. It's going to be a fun class. The next thing that we wanted to announce is a coupon code. Yeah, so if you want to do some of your online shopping on our site, <clears throat> you can do that. <laughs> and you can do it early, which is nice because, Yay. you know, Sometimes you may find that you have money now that you won't have at the end of December or middle of December. And so it's a good time to start thinking about and planning your holiday shopping, either for others or for yourself. Maybe you have a New Year's resolution that you want to become more proficient in the use of a specific technology. And now might be a perfect time to treat yourself to that tutorial you've been eyeing for a while. Absolutely. And if we don't have a tutorial on a piece of technology that you would like, we can make you one. <laughs> and obviously, some of it depends on the technology, but we're pretty proficient in quite a few pieces of technology. So certainly we'd be happy to help if we can. We do have a custom tutorial option. We also offer one-on-one -on -one training. So there's lots to choose from at Mystic Access, and we hope you would consider taking advantage of shopping with us for your holiday wants and needs. And before we forget, we need to tell the listeners what the code is. Absolutely. And the code is SILVERBELLS. All one word, SILVERBELLS. And you will save 10% on your purchase with us. And that code expires on Thanksgiving Day, which is November 23rd. Because we had Robin Christofferson on our last episode of the Mystic Access podcast, which was a great time. Yes, fabulous. We had him in the Mystic Access Magic Castle. I wanted to know if I could have the same voice as Robin's Echo. Well, my Echo have the same voice as Robin's Echo. And I was kind of thinking, well, it doesn't make sense that they're going to send a UK-specific Echo to the UK or a U.S. specific echo to the U.S. So one thing that I found out is that you can change the language of your echo. Alexa, what time is it? The time is 11.22 a.m. Alexa, what is the temperature? Right now in Buffalo, 
It's 55 degrees with rain. Throughout the day you can expect more of the same, with a high of 63 degrees and a low of 48 degrees. So as you can see, she's not speaking in the regular U.S. dialect. She's speaking in the British English dialect. Yes, and we noticed something else fun about British English versus U.S. English. And we will demonstrate that right now. So, good morning. Good morning. Remember, remember the 5th of November, gunpowder treason and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. It's Guy Fox Day. <laughs> However, Alexa, good morning. Good morning. On this day in 1994, George Foreman became the oldest heavyweight champ at the age of 45. Foreman would later go on to endorse the George Foreman Grill, ending protein deficiency in colleges across the nation. Depending on which voice you have will depend on the good morning message that you get. And the really neat thing about it is they're echo device specific. So if you have more than one echo, you can change one to UK English, one to US English, and you can also change one to Indian English should you choose to. And let's see how that works. And I am going to unlock my phone. 11.24 a.m. Music and podcast folder. Seven apps. App switcher. Amazon Alexa active. Amazon Alexa back button. So I am actually in the device that I want to change the language of. And... So it's under, it's not under device time zone, but if you keep flicking down, United States, pop -up button. that's not the one that Double you want to change. Eastern Standard Time, New York, Wake Word, Alexa, language, English, United Kingdom. This is the one that you want to change. So when you double tap that, and by the way, in my iOS settings, I have links making a noise instead of saying the word link. So that's why you're actually hearing the little blip sound. Save changes. So now, English, United Kingdom, pop -up I just flicked back to, to this pop-up button, this picker. Double tap English, that. United Kingdom. English, United King, English, United Kingdom. Picker item. Adjust. So now we can flick Swipe up. up or down with Deutsch. English, German. India. English, Indian English. India. And there's Indian English, so we'll go back down. Deutsch. So we have four languages. English, United, English, United States. English, English U.S., English, Deutsch, English U.K., English, Deutsch, and English, English India. English, India. Pick her item. Done. Button. So now I just flick back to the done button. Done. Did you double tap English India, or did you just... You don't need to. Move to it. Save okay. changes. Button. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Change. Can cancel. Selected. Home. Cancel. Yes. Change. Button. So I got to double tap the yes change button. Yes. Change Alexa's language. Please wait while Alexa changes to English India. And it gives you this whole little spiel about, if you change languages, she may not understand you, and blah, 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 blah. So, you would, might just want to read that before you change, but I've not really had a problem. Good morning. Good morning. So, she doesn't have a little good morning spiel. Message. Right. But she can tell you. What's the weather? Currently. In Buffalo, it's 55 degrees with rain. You can expect more of the same today, with a high of 63 degrees and a low of 48 degrees. She's fantastic. They're great voices. Yes. I think we decided that they're kind of offshoots of the Ivona voices that yeah. Amazon bought a number of years ago. Yes. The more I listen to them, the more I think that's correct. 
One thing that I wanted to show, since I have my Echo here, is the new generation or second generation Echo was released back on the 31st of October. And it's a little bit shorter than the original Echo. It does not have a ring around it for the volume control. So there are buttons on the top. To... So it's dot-ish. Yes. In terms the, of the its top, volume now. Right. The top is dot-ish and the bottom is, looks kind of like tap. But it's thicker than a tap if people have seen the tap. But the, the top of the new Echo is not like a tap. So it actually has physical buttons. So for those of us who haven't seen a tap, it's not cylindrical like the original Echo or the dot? No, it is. It is cylindrical. Oh, okay. Yes. It has like this fabric around it. It's not so a... it's Google-ish. Yes. <laughs> it is Google-ish. It also does have a 3.5 millimeter jack on the back of it by the power supply covered by a piece of rubber nice. where you can connect a set of speakers to it or a pair of headphones if you want private listening because I did try that and it's really neat. One thing that stands apart from this Echo, first of all, the price, it's $70 or $80 cheaper than the original Echo. So it's $99 US dollars. It also comes in a whole bunch of different color palettes, for those of you interested in such things. Yes. But one of the neat things is it really does sound better than the original. Continue. Then again... Oh, there it goes. Notice the clarity of the vocal. And in a minute, we're going to hear some pretty heavy bass come out of it. I've been using this song a lot as a test bed for stuff. I can already hear it, yeah. Yeah, here in a second. Right here. Right here. Oh, I was wrong. It's not right there because the second verse falls in, but <laughs> it gives you an idea. Yes. I mean, <laughs> the sound quality is, or at least appears from this end, to be really nice. It is really nice. And it sounds like there's a lot more clarity to the vocals, particularly than yes, what there used to be. Not, which is awesome. Right. It's not muddy like the original Echo is muddy. So it's got Dolby sound built in to the the speaker set up now. Speaking of sound, I have something sound related to share with you guys. Do you remember last podcast at the end where I said there was going to be a little secret broadcast? Well, just the way things and life worked out, we didn't actually get that in as a podcast extra for you guys. So it's going to be part of this podcast. And basically what happened was on the 23rd of October, I received my Sonos One, which is the first of the Sonos line to include A-L-E-X-A built in. Alexa, what's the weather? Currently, it's 60 degrees with cloudy skies. Today, you can expect intermittent clouds with a high of 65 degrees and a low of 54 degrees. Just want to give you a couple of ideas of sound. There's my current tune-in station. Notice I didn't use A-L-E-X-A because I have my Sonos controller app open. But I could say, Alexa, play Storytime by Nightwish. 
Story time by Nightwish. Just to give you a quick idea. Some of you know that I really am fond of using Nightwish as uh, a test bed. <laughs> Please note that this speaker is only about six inches tall. You've got orchestra. You can hear the mid-range beautifully. And here comes Annette's vocal. I'm just so impressed. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I just stopped it using a keyboard command in my Sonos controller app. You can get Sonos controller apps for PC, Mac, I assume Android, and iOS. I have one for PC and I have one for iOS. What you're about to see is my initial setup experience with the Sonos. And it didn't go so well. <laughs> I learned some important things which you are about to discover. It actually ends kind of abruptly, and you'll see why, because I recorded a little forward and afterward, as it were, to the experience. So you'll get to kind of hear what happened and how it worked. But as you can hear, it sounds pretty darn amazing now. This is the lowest level product in their line, costs 200 bucks, and is kind of applicable or kind of equivocable to the Sonos Play One which is supposed to be pretty much the same speaker, although apparently there have been some upgraded specs in the one. My friends were all saying to me, oh, you're getting a Sonos, you'll never go back. They're unfortunately right. <laughs> Having listened to ALEXA for the last year or so, what I have discovered is that I've really missed really amazing sound. I used to have a Bose Wave music system. This is about twice as good as that was. And that's saying something because back in its day, it was king. This costs less and sounds better. And I'm already saving my pennies to get more because it's incredible. Now, the ALEXA compatibility, it needs some work. <laughs> but to know that you can do it, to know that the sound is as good as it is, if you are a music connoisseur, and you have someone getting you something nice for Christmas that has a nice budget to spend on you, you may want to consider one of these. As I said, the ALEXA support needs some work, and I explain more about that in this audio. But it's just a yummy, delicious-sounding experience. And what you just heard is only a sample. So I hope you enjoy this little demo of my Sonos One setup experience and that it gives you some ideas. And we will be talking more about Sonos in the coming weeks, so stay tuned to MA. Hi everyone, welcome to my demo of my initial setup of my Sonos One speaker. For those of you who haven't heard of Sonos, they are an audio company that deals strictly in various audio products. They're kind of like a Bose, except I found that their products are even better, at least from the ones that I have utilized. They've been around for almost two decades now, and this was my first Sonos product. <laughs> it is not going to be my last. The Sonos One is a new product. Mine was pre-ordered, and I received it on October 23rd, 2017. 
It is a small speaker, and I tell you a little more about it in the setup that follows. It is a lower level product that they offer. There are Sonos Ones, Sonos Play Ones, and those two are kind of similar specs in terms of the hardware and the sound quality. There's also a Play 3 and a Play 5, and as those numbers increase, so does the price and apparently the audio quality of the product. I am pretty much obsessed and in love with my Sonos one, one of the things I love about Sonos is the fact that there are controllers that you can utilize for Mac, PC, iOS, and I assume Android as well, though I haven't played with that one yet. I don't own a Mac, but I do have the controller for the PC, and I also have the iOS app for Sonos. You can link your Sonoses together, so if you have, say, a 1 and a Play 1 and a Play 5, you can group them, so you can play music simultaneously all over your house. What's cool about the Sonos One is that it has Alexa capabilities built right in. So it has the microphones on it, and you can ask your questions like, Alexa, what's the weather? Right now in Burnsville, it's 62 degrees with mostly cloudy skies. Today's forecast has intermittent clouds, with a high of 65 degrees and a low of 54 degrees. Now, the little tones that you hear when I ask a question, those start automatically. To my knowledge, you can't turn them off. Alexa, what time is it? The time is 12.38 p.m. You can also launch skills with it. Alexa, launch focus word. The focus word is humor. A sense of humor is a major defense against minor troubles. Nurture your sense of humor and let it flourish. Today, focus on humor. However, there are some issues. The Alexa functionality is currently in beta, so there are some things that don't exactly work right yet. There are also some things you can't do, like Alexa, launch my news briefing. Flash briefing is not yet supported on this device. You can't do that. There are certain skills with audio that you can't utilize. They won't play. So there's some stuff that doesn't work. What you can do, however, especially if you are a music junkie as I am, is add a whole bunch of services, music services, to your Sonos controller and your Sonos app. It will sync among your various controllers. So you have an account, a free account that you create on Sonos.com. And you'll sign in. On all of your controllers, you'll be able to access all the services that you add. So not only can you use services like TuneIn, iHeart, Pandora, stuff like that that you can access via Alexa, you can also do services like Radionomy, Bandcamp, Google Music. You can do Amazon Music as well. There's just a ton of stuff. It's very, very impressive. There are about 50 or more services that you can access via the Sonos. These are music services that I'm speaking about. Another thing you can't do at this time is read. Alexa, read my book. Audible is not supported. Ooh, and apparently she doesn't do that right either right now. <laughs> I've tried that a couple times, and she's tried to say Audible is not supported, but yeah, <laughs> it isn't working. Alexa, read my Kindle book. Resuming your most recently added book from Kindle. Here's Wives of War by Soraya M. Lane. I'm not sure what went wrong. She can't do that either. She can't read your Kindle book, and she can't read your Audible book. So if you're trying to do that with your ALEXA, it won't work. So there are things you cannot do as of this point. One thing that's really cool is, though, that with the Sonos, as of sometime next year, 2018, you'll be able to use not only ALEXA, but also Siri, Google Assistant, 
and possibly Cortana as well. You're going to be able to have a lot of functionality in this little speaker. There is also an Alexa skill that you will need to enable in order to have this work properly with your Sonos, even though she has ALEXA built into her. There are some things that you'll need to do. What you're about to hear is my initial setup experience on October 23rd. Note that I screwed up. I did not take my antivirus firewall down. So you'll see that I have issues here getting connected. I eventually managed to get connected and what I ended up doing is using the iOS app exclusively and managed to finally get connected. The other problem was we were having inclement weather here that day, massive rain. I believe my internet actually did go out later in the day, so that did not help either. The other thing, as you will see, that I had an issue with was that the power cord was not secure in terms of being plugged into the unit. So that was a problem as well. So I had some issues. I will come back to you after you hear this recording, which is a little over 35 minutes long, and I'll tell you a little more about how I finished the setup process. But for now, let's jump in to my Sonos setup. Hi everyone. Thanks so much for joining me for this really exciting day. I'm so excited. I have a toy here, or a goodie at least. It's a toy, it's a goodie, and it makes beautiful music. At least I have heard that it does. I am the very proud, brand new owner of the Sonos One. Sonos is a company that has a really high reputation for amazing sound quality in their speakers, soundbars, etc. And I am tickled pink to be one of the first to have a Sonos One. The Sonos One is so cool because you can use A-L-E-X-A with it. Not only can you use it with it, but she's built in. By sometime in 2018, you will also be able to use Siri and Google Home as well. Those are all virtual assistants with which I am familiar. So I am tickled to have the opportunity to have a Sonos One in my home. In order to have room for her in my home, she's going to have to replace one of my Echoes. <laughs> so one of my echoes will be adopted. And when that happens, that will be fantastic. But in the meantime, one of them gets to be lonesome for a few days while I unplug her and <laughs> find her a new place to live. <laughs> so I, I know where she's going, but I just have to get her home to her new home. So I have this Sonos. I want you to know that I have no idea what I am doing or what I am in for. I have downloaded the Sonos controller for PC onto my Windows 10 computer. I'm running it with NVDA and with the Nuance Jill Voice. I also have the Sonos app for my iPad mini, but I am hoping that I can do this through the computer. I literally have not even taken this out of the box. This is going to be an unboxing. Now, I have taken it out of the original box because we are having torrential rain here today and the original box was an absolute mess. So I have taken it out of that, and I have actually opened the inner box. But other than that, I have not taken her out yet. I've not unplugged anything, so I have a little work to do over here. But let's see what she's like. And I say she because I'm so used to talking about Alexa as a she, but I will try to refrain. When I opened the original box, I took out a square box that is kind of thin and square. The speaker appears to only be about six, seven inches high, thereabouts, and quite a bit less than that in terms of width. I'm really excited to see what it sounds like. It weighs about four pounds. When I 
took the original box and opened it, I have a folder of information here. And I'm just going to open it up and see what's in it. That was on top. And it looks like I just have uh, a card and some things in here. I don't have any cool CDs or anything like that. I do have something round inside, but I'm not entirely sure what that is. But I did get it in kind of a nice looking folder. So I'm going to close that back up. And let's open the box. And that was kind of separate from the box with the speaker inside with the Sonos one. There is a little flap on the box that you pull outward. And this is the inner box, not the packing box. And you can just lift up the lid. Inside, the first thing I have is a very seemingly thick manual that is encased in a sleeve of sorts. I think there may be another piece of documentation in there as well, but I'm not going to open it to find out. I'm just making sure there's no CDs or anything like that. I once had a Bose, so I tend to look for CDs. There's not one. And then I have this covering that seems to be covering up the speaker. It's a nice hard substance, cardboard. And now I'm reaching inside, ooh, and I'm pulling out to the speaker itself, which is encased in what appears to be a nice cloth covering. And there is a sticker on top, which I am attempting to get off without tearing it. I'm getting it. There we go. So I'm just going to leave the sticker attached. Ooh, and it's very sleek. I can already tell without having taken it out. In fact, I'm going to take the sticker completely off of the cloth covering here. There we go. And find a new home for her. I think I'll just stick her on top of this top of the box. So I put it on top of the thing that was covering the speaker. And now I'm going to extract the speaker from her cloth case. Oh, wow. This is nice. It has a, not a 360 grill. It's made out of a really sleek metal. And the rest of the speaker is a really sleek plastic. There is one button and what appears to be the power jack on the back. Although there also appears to be a jack on the bottom, so I'm not entirely sure what's what there. There are nice little feet to keep her steady. And I believe the top is all touch capacitive. So this ought to be fun. I'm going to reach inside and see what else we have in here. I don't see anything except a, another piece that the speaker must have been resting on. So I'll reach underneath that. Okay. And we have some more goodies. We have two wires. And that appears to be all that is left in the box. One of them must be the power. It has a twist tie around it. And it appears to be nice and long. So I am going to unwrap it. And we'll see where the power goes. I'm putting its twist tie away. Oh, it appears to have two twist ties. Okay. So, taking off the other one. And it actually had a little tag on it as well. Which I assume tells me that it is the power plug. Don't know that for a fact. Not a clue. But I'm putting it in the box. And let's see where it goes. It's a nice long cord. It's well over... Oh, I'd say six feet at least. And let's see if this is the one that goes in the back. No, it's not. This it does not appear to be. I think it's too big. So let's see. There is a spot on the bottom, which looks more conducive to hold said plug. And let's see if I can 
get it in there. And yes, that is where it goes. It goes in the bottom. You insert it vertically. I assume that the power button is supposed to be on the back because your speaker, the grill on it, which goes almost up and down the entire speaker, is around three sides fully and partially around the fourth side. So I assume that goes to the back. Now, I'm not sure about this other cord that I have here. Or where is it supposed to go? What did I do with it? Here it is. It looks like a flat Ethernet cord. So I don't think I actually need it. It's very nice, though. <laughs> so, and again, it has a nice little tag on it, which I assume will tell me that it's a flat, nice Ethernet cord. So this would be if you wanted to connect this directly to your router. And I had forgotten about it, but that is what that is. So it looks like I only have one cord that I'm going to have to deal with. I'm going to put this nice Ethernet cable back in the bottom of the box for now. And reassemble my box for the moment, because I'm not going to need it. Tucking everything back inside. I'm doing this more or less in real time, although some of my extraneous pauses and things will be edited out to keep this less boring. And now I need to make room for my Sonos One before I do anything else. <laughs> so I'm, whoops, that wasn't what I meant to do. I'm putting my box <laughs> in a safe location, more or less. And now I have some things to unplug, so you won't hear me for a few moments. And then I will be back, and we will plug this in and see where we go from here. Okay, so I have moved my lonesome, soon-to-be-adopted Echo out of the way. And I have just plugged Sonos into the wall. So that's done. The next thing I'm going to do is come back over here to my Windows 10 PC and open the Sonos app. So I'm going to go to my desktop folder location and I'm going to press S. Skype one source of the source source of the springtime task subscription Skype 20 Sonos. There it is. Here's Sonos. So I'm going to press enter on it. Sonos setup window. And I have a Sonos setup window. Let me tab and see if it tells me where I am. Does not appear to. Sonos setup window. System space. Sonos setup. Are you setting up a new Sonos system or connecting this controller to an existing Sonos system? Set up new system button. Connect to existing system button. Exit button. Okay. I press insert B to... Read me my entire window, and I have to figure out how to navigate now. Zoom pro in by Bianca sauna set saw exit button. There we go. I had to alt tab through my open windows, and then when I went back into it, it's working fine. Sauna setup. Are you setting up a new sauna system or connecting this controller to an existing sauna system? So I am setting up a new system. Set up new system button. So I'm tabbing to that, and I'm pressing enter. Welcome, music lover. This is welcome, music lover. I'm going to tab. Create an account or sign in to get started. Create account button. Sign in button. I'm going to sign in. Sign into your Sonus account. And I'm going to press tab, and I just pressed enter on that. Sign in. Enter your account information. Enter your email. Edit. Blank. So here I am. Enter your password. Edit protected. 
And I'm just tabbing through these dialogues. They are very verbose. Show password checkbox not checked. Sign in button. I hope that's my password. Set up your Sonus speakers. Okay, apparently it was. <laughs> I'm going to press tab. First, let's connect your Sonus products to Wi-Fi. And then we'll help you customize Sonus for your home. Oh, goody. Okay. Continue button. I'm going to continue. And I'm just tabbing through all of these. When you hear it stop speaking, I'm generally pressing the tab key. And now it says continue, so since that's a button, I'm going to press enter on it. Nothing appears to be happening. Exit button. Okay, I press tab and it says exit, so I'm going to tab again. Set up your Sonus speakers. First, let's connect your Sonus products to Wi-Fi, and then we'll help you customize Sonus for your home. Continue button. Okay. Windows Firewall. It says Windows Firewall. I'm going to press tab. To ensure the setup process is successful, your Windows Firewall must be configured for use with Sonus. Please select Configure Windows Firewall and follow the prompts to let Sonus make changes to Windows Firewall. Okay. Configure Windows Firewall button. Secured Desktop. Here's my account control, user account control. I'm going to press Alt-Y. Sonus, Sonus Setup Window. Windows Firewall. I'm going to press Tab. And it doesn't appear to be speaking to me. I'm going to give it just a second. Okay, I'm just going to Alt-Tab. Zoom Pro. Sauna Setup. And I assume it is configuring. So we'll just give it a second here, see what happens. Okay, I'm just waiting. I assume it is configuring, and I don't know for certain. <laughs> I assume it's doing something to my firewall. Perhaps there is an hourglass or something similar on my screen. I don't know for sure. I've not turned any power buttons on. There's only one physical button on the Sonos unit, which I have not turned on. I assume it'll tell me when it wants me to do that. <laughs> so we're just going to see what happens here. Sign in button. Set up your Sonus. First, let's connect your Sonus products to Wi-Fi, and then we'll help you customize Sonus for your home. Continue button. Select your setup. Standard setup uses your existing wireless network and is best for most users. Okay, I did not get this before, so not sure what the difference is. Standard setup button. And I'm just going to tab through. Boost setup applies if you want to connect to Sonus Boost bridge, or player to your router with an Ethernet cable to create a dedicated Sonus wireless network. We are not doing that. Boost setup button. Back button. Exit button. So I'm just going to tab around. Select your setup. Standard setup uses your existing wireless network and is best for most users. Standard setup button. This is what we're going to do. Standard setup. I just press enter, and let's see, nothing is being said, so I'm going to tab. You will set up your new Sonus products one at a time. Okay. Choose the Sonus player you want to set up first and follow the instructions. I can do that. Back button. Next button. I'm going to say next. Connect to power. Okay, already done that. Ensure your first Sonus player is connected to a power outlet in your desired location. Okay, that's done. Note. Don't connect an Ethernet cable to your player unless you are prompted to do so. Okay. Back button. Next button. We'll say next. Wait for the green flashing light before continuing. Oh, goody. Now, I've been told this is about 30 seconds. We'll wait. 
Okay, I'm back, and it's been about 30 seconds. I'm going to assume there's a flashing green light. It might take a minute for the light on your speaker to start flashing green. So I didn't wait a minute. I waited half a minute. <laughs> Let's hope that's long enough. Continue button. And I'm just tabbing through, remember? I'm going to press this button. Power up. Okay. Please wait. Exit button. Select the type of Sonos player you are setting up. So, combo box play one collapsed. I don't know if it's powered up. Set up this player button, back button, exit button. I'm just tabbing through. Player setup. Select the type of. S okay, it said please wait. Now that doesn't seem to be there anymore, so I'm selecting my type of player. Combo box play one collapsed. That's not what I want. Mm. How do I get through this combo box? Set up this player button. Combo box play 3 collapsed. Ah, it doesn't read. Set up combo box play 5. Set up combo box play 5. Set up combo box play 5. Gen 2 collapsed. What I'm having to do is do shift tab and tab into that combo box and arrow up and down. I maybe should have used JAWS for this setup. I don't know if it would have been better. But I'm looking for my one. Combo box connect. So I'm down arrowing. Now I'm going to tab. Set up this player button. And I'm going to shift tab to see what it's selected. Combo box connect. Amp collapse. There's connect amp. Set up combo box connect. Amp collapse. Okay, I clearly missed it somewhere. Set combo box play base collapsed. So I'm just up arrowing. Set combo box play 5. Set combo box play 5. Jump 2. Set combo box play 3 collapse. Set combo box 1 collapsed. There it is. Set up this player button. This is what I want. I'm going to press enter. Player setup. And tab. 1. On your new Sonus 1, press and release a button as shown below. Oh, this ought to be fun. 2. Press next to continue. Back button. Next button. These buttons are touch capacitive. I don't know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> we're going to see if I can do this, okay? I'm going to just press the top of the player and release. Exit button. Next button. I guess we'll hit next and see what happened. Connecting. Okay. Please wait while the connection to your player is completed. Note, you will temporarily lose access to your normal wireless network. Oh goody. Exit button, connecting. Please wait while the connection to your player is completed. So I'm just tabbing through. I have no idea if it's working. But if I can do this part, I'm halfway home. I'm not hearing any pretty sounds or anything like that. Note, you will temporarily lose access to your normal wireless network. Check light. Uh, okay. There was a problem connecting. Oh, goody. Do you see a steady orange light on your Sonus player? I see an orange light button. I don't see an orange light button. Exit button. Uh... I don't know. <laughs> Not a clue. Um. I don't see an orange light button. So I'm going to say I don't. To complete setup, you will now be guided to connect your player to your router with an Ethernet cable. No, 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 no. When setup is complete, you can move the player back to your desired location. Next button. Exit. I'm not Confirm doing window. Yes button. So, I'm going to say yes. I do want to exit. Player setup. Select the type of 
combo box one clap setup this player but player setup one on your new sonus one press and release a button as shown below I'm going to use the power button this time two press next to continue back but next button connecting please work check light there was a problem connecting do you see a steady orange light on your sonus player this time I'm gonna say yes I see an orange light button connecting please wait while the connection is completed I'm just pressing the top of the player I don't think I can kill it <laughs> I hope player setup Ooh. well something happened to complete setup you will now be guided to connect your player to your router with an Ethernet cable. No! When setup is complete, you can move the player back to your desired location. I'm really not feeling the love in terms of setting it up that way. Menu. The next thing I'm going to do, or attempt to do, is to do this through my iPad. This is what I don't know about when I get to this part where it says wait for the green flashing light to continue. And I don't know how well you can actually hear my iPad, but I'm trying here. <laughs> so, it might take a minute for the light on my speaker to start flashing. And I'm just going to give it a few more minutes here, a few seconds. Now, I do like this when it says power up and then it says in progress. Here's a picker. I want the one. Press and release the button as shown below. This is the part that's getting me, and I have no idea what I'm supposed to press here, so I'm pressing the power button. I'm certainly not hearing anything. I'm going to go ahead and hit continue. Or next. Okay. Well, haven't gotten that before. Please wait. This is where I get the you're having problems. Peace. Oh, hey. Hey, it worked. <laughs> okay, so now I have a wireless network called Sonos. I'm going to try and slow her down. I'm going to turn her up a little bit, and we'll replay the screen for you. You will now connect this iPad to a temporary wireless network created by your Sonos player. This wireless network called Sonos is available in the Wi-Fi section of the iPad settings. Okay. Press next to see the instructions. All right. Next. Button. Wireless setup. Heading. One. Open the iPad settings and tap on Wi-Fi. Okay. Two. Tap on Sonus in the list of networks. All right. Three. Return to the Sonus app and press back. Oops. Three. Return to the Sonus app and press next to continue. All right. Back. Next. Next. Button. So, I want to go into my settings. App switcher. Amazon. Settings. Settings. Bluetooth. Off notifications. Wi-Fi. Shield maiden. Button. Settings. Heading. Going into my Wi-Fi. Known networks. Known networks. Ask to join network. Other. More info. Lotus Dreamer. More info. Direct success. Choose. More info. Selected. 
Shields make Wi-Fi. Switch button. On. Known networks will known networks will known networks will be joined automatically. If no known networks are available, you will have to manually select a network. And I'm not seeing the Sonos network in here. Ask to join networks. Switch button. Off. Other. More other. More info. Lotus Dreamer. More. Direct six Z Fire TV underscores. Two. More info. Selected. Shield. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Heading. Zoom. Button. Wi-Fi. Select. More info. Choose a network. Direct six. More info. Lotus. More in. Other. Ask to join that. Known net. Known net. Known networks will be joined automatically. If no known okay. networks are available. I'm not seeing I'm it. Switcher. I'm going to go back. Settings. Airplane mode. Airdrop. Settings. Sonos. Into Sonos. Make Sonos. sure I didn't do something wrong. Sonos. Wireless setup. Heading. 1. Open the iPad settings and tap on Wi-Fi. 2. Tap on Sonos in the list of networks. Okay, what if it's not showing up? 3. Return to the Sonos app and press Next to continue. Okay, let's try again. App switcher. Sonos. Active. Settings. Active. Settings. Settings. Known networks will be jo- known networks. Ask to join that other. More info. Lotus Dreamer. More in- direct six. Two. More info. Selected. Wi-Fi. Switch. Wi-Fi. Zoom. YouTube. Button. I'm gonna kill my settings in the app switcher. <laughs> app switcher. Airplane. Sonos. Mail. Sonic. Settings. Closing settings. App switcher. Essie. Open settings. Use Siri to open settings. Airplane. Airplane mode. Switch button. Up. Airplane mode. Up. Hand off. Button. Settings. You find Wi Fi here. Search. Finish set. Airplane mode. Wi Fi. Wi Fi. Settings. Heading. Known network. Known network. Ask to join that. Other. More info. Lotus Dreamer. More in. Direct six said. Choose a. More info. Selected. Shield Maiden. Sick. Wi Fi. Wi Zoom. Button. Well, this is a bit of a problem. Because it took me this far. And yet, we don't seem to have a network in here. Known networks will be joined. Known network. Known networks will be joined automatically. If no known networks are available, you will have to ask to join that other. App name. Text field. Is security. Undo. Redo. Paste. Button. I tapped on other Redo. just to Podcast. see. Name. Join. Dimmed. Other network. Enter network information. Cancel. Button. Or cancel. cancel. Other. Known networks will known networks ask to join that other. More info. Lotus Dreamer. More info. Direct six said. Choose more info. Selected. Shield make Wi-Fi. Well that's not good. I'm just gonna touch the top of the player. Selected. Shield maiden. More info. Choose a network. In progress. Direct six said fire TV. Choose a no. network. Direct six. More in Lotus Dreamer. More in other. Ask to join. Known networks will be known networks. Ask other. More info. Lotus Dreamer. More in. Direct six. In progress. Choose a network. In progress. It is saying in progress, like it's trying. I don't know. Because I don't know what the touch capacity buttons are on top. I assume it's like play, pause, previous track, next track. Known networks will be. Known net. Known net. Ask to join. Other. More info. Lotus Dreamer. More. Direct six. More info. Selected. Shield. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Zoom. Button. So I'm just going to touch the top again. Do, do, do. Just trying to make it show up. I'm afraid to touch the power button back here. I don't know if there's anything on the back that's touch capacitive. Oh, no. And the... Oh, that's good. The power cord just came out of the bottom of the Sonos when I picked it up. 
I don't like that one bit because it tells me that it's loose. It's very loose. To the point where I'm not sure if I have it in properly, which could explain half my problems. You know why? Because I might be an absolute idiot. No, it's not the problem. I thought there might be something on the power cord, but there doesn't appear to be. And I know it is securely in the wall. This does not make me happy, guys. Ah, it's a very tight fit. I don't think the thing was plugged in the whole time. Wow. You know, that can make a difference. So that's something to note. I got it this time. Wi-Fi. It's a tight Switch. fit. Selected. Shields. More info. Choose a net. Direct six. More. Lotus three. More. Other. Ask to join. Known networks will be. Known network. Known networks will be joined automatically. Okay. If no known networks are available. You will have to. Known networks will be joined automatically. If no known networks are available, you will have to manually select a network. I got a sound that time. I pressed the power button. I might have to go through the entire setup process again. I'm not entirely sure. That's embarrassing. WDAV. No network. No networks. Ask to join. is one white. There it is. Button. Got it. Sun is cancel. Button. It showed up. Accessory setup. Heading. Now I go back into the Sonos app. Settings. Airplane mode. Sonus. Active. Sonus. Sonus. Airplane. Airplane mode. Two. Tap on Sonus in the list of networks. Three. Return to the Sonus app and press next to continue. Back. Next. Button. Not connected to player. Heading. You are not connected to the Sonus network. In the Wi-Fi settings for this iPad, you need to select Sonus from the list of available networks. I did that. Press try again to repeat the setup. If you try again, press try again to repeat the setup. If you are having continued problems, press alternative setup. Try again. Check light on player. Heading. Okay, we're going to try again. Do you see a steady orange light on your Sonus player? I see an orange light. I'm going to say Button. yes. Wireless setup. Heading. You will now connect this iPad. This wireless network called Sonus is available in the Wi-Fi okay. section of the iPad. Let's try this again. I'm going to go back into settings. Sonus. Airplane mode. So settings. Active. Settings. Settings. This accessory will be set. Network. Heading. Selected. Lotus Dreamer. Show other network. Accessory name. Son is one white. Son is one white. Text feed. Show. Selected. Lotus Dreamer. Button. Network. Heading. This accessory will be set up to join Lotus Dreamer. Next. Button. Accessory set up. Heading. Next. Maybe I need to do this. Cancel. Dimmed. Button. Accessory set up. Done. Dim. Setting up this accessory to join Lotus Dreamer. So that's my. This accessory joined Lotus Streamer. There we go. Find out for accessory button. This accessory find out for accessory button. I already have the app, so I'm gonna go back into Sonus. Settings. Active. It didn't tell me I had to Airplane do that, but it said set up accessory, and Sonus. I saw that before. You will now connect this Sonus. While you will now connect this one. Press next back. Okay. Next. See if this worked. Wireless setup. Heading one. Open the iPad settings and tap on Wi-Fi. Two. Tap on Sonus. Three. Return to the Sonus app. Back. Okay. Next. I did this. Not connected to player. <sighs> you are not connected to the Sonus network. In the Wi-Fi settings for this iPad, you need to select Sonus from the list of available networks. I already did this. Press try again to repeat. Try again. Button. Check light on player. Heading. Do you I see an orange light. Button. Wireless setup. Heading. You will now this wireless network called Sonus. Press next to see. Back. Press next to next button. Wireless setup. Heading one. Open the iPad settings and tap on one. two. Tap on Sonus in the list of networks. Three. Return to the Sonus app and press. This really is not switcher. rocket science. Airplane mode. Settings. Mail. Settings. But it's active. Causing settings. some issues. 
This said it was connected. Other said it. This accessory joined Lotus Dreamer. Find out for accessory button. Find out for accessory button. Okay, I'm going to kill this. I'm going to kill settings again. Airplane mode. Sonus. Mail. Settings. Closing settings. One. Sonus. Two. Tap on Sonus in the list of networks. Open Wi-Fi settings. Here are the settings for Wi-Fi. Other. Ask to join networks. Known network. Known net. Choose a network. More info. Selected. Lotus Dream. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Zoom. Wi- Wi-Fi. Selected. More in. Choose a network. Other. Ask to join. Known networks. Known networks will be joined oh, this automatically. Is, this is if good. If no known networks are available, you will have to manually select a network. I almost seemed to have it and then lost it again. So, this doesn't particularly make me happy. You will set up your new Sonus products one at a... Please start with the one already configured on your wireless network. Back button. Next. Player set up. We found one new player near you. Okay, it sees it. One. White. Yeah. Serial number. Okay, it sees my serial number. Set up this player button. Press button on one. Press button on one. Press and release a button as shown below. And oh. listen for the chime. Oh, listen for the chime. Well, okay. I can do that. There it is. Back but exit but please wait connecting. Please wait while the connection is completed. Come on, come on, come on. At least that time it said listen for the chime. Somehow I configured it. It was messy, but I got it. Connecting. If it will connect. Come on, please. Please wait while the connection is completed. Connecting. Please? <laughs> I heard a chime! Should not be taking this long to connect. It saw it. Something weird happened during setup. For one thing, I did not have it plugged in all the way earlier. Please wait while the connection is completed. Which doesn't help anything. Not connected. Ugh. Your Sonus product was not found. If your product is a long way from your router, you may need to try moving it closer. Please select Try Again. For information about firewall configuration and other potential network problems, go to HTTP. HTTP. Try Again button. Press button on 1. Okay. Connecting. I didn't hear a chime that time. Don't know if I was supposed to. Come on, you're not that far from the router, seriously? Added a one. Oh, I think it worked that time. Next button. Choose room for one. Ah, this is better. Please enter or choose a room where you will use the one. Combo box collapse. Selected living room. Lounge. Media room. Office. Patio. Playroom. Pool. Portable. TV room. TV room. TV room. Port. Pool. Lounge. Living. Library. Kitchen. Hallway. Guest room. Garden. Garage. Foyer. Family room. Dining room, den, bedroom, bathroom, bathroom, bedroom. So those are all the options. Mine's in my bedroom. Back button. Next button. I'm going to go next. Added a one. Okay. The one will be used in bedroom. Yep, that's right. I'm just tabbing through. Would you like to add a player to your Sonus system? Nope. Add a player button. Not now button. Checking for updates. Sonus update. Okay. Your Sonus products will now be updated so they can be set up and used. Alright. Next button. Updating. This is updating. This isn't really the network I wanted it on. I don't know if you can get it on your 5 gigahertz network, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll deal with that another day. <laughs> Getting started. Oh, 
Do not unplug anything during this 2-3 minute update. Okay, I'm just tabbing through. Updating. Getting started. So now I wait until this is done. I'm very happy that I finally got this far. It only took me an hour, but that's okay. <laughs> when you hear this, it will be a drastically reduced version of this process. I still cannot tell you how I managed to get connected to the network. Part of this was initially my fault because I thought I had it plugged in and did not. So please remember, when you are plugging in your Sonos, your one particularly, that it has a very snug fit. However, if the sound of that little chime was anything to go by, I'm going to be really happy when this is up. kind of wish I got some music or something else cool during this process. <laughs> that would make me happy, but that's alright. I'll deal with it. I'm just happy that I'm finally connected to a network, and it appears to be working. These do come in black and white for what it's worth. The ones, and I got a white one. It's very intuitive in terms of moving through these windows. All you do is tab and shift tab to move you back and forth, at least with the PC app. Update problem. Uh-oh. There was a problem during the update of your Sonus system. Of course there was. Select try again to repeat the update. Try again button. No update required. Oh, okay. Your Sonus system is up to date. Alright. Next button. <laughs> well, that's different. Sauna setup. Sauna setup is finished for now. Okay. Done button. Well, I'm confused. What am I supposed to do? Inbox, Sonus. Sonus window. H, this isn't working button. HT, this, more options button. Um... A, this isn't https slash slash fact.sonus.com slash new AP link. This isn't working button. More options button. Well, this is interesting. So I'm back again, <laughs> the real-time me, and thanks for checking that out. I hope it gives you some idea, at least, of what the setup process can be like. If you follow some of the tips that I gave before the actual setup audio portion started, like making sure your firewall is down, <laughs> and making sure your unit is plugged in, and making sure your weather isn't too ridiculous out there, then you should probably have better luck than I did. As you can see, the setup portion ended rather abruptly, and that's because I was stuck in something, and it was giving me those options, and it was essentially telling me, we can't continue because we don't see your Wi-Fi. So, what ended up happening was I set it up the rest of the way via iOS. You have to set it up, but then you also have to connect it to your Amazon account, to your Alexa app, and there are a few more things that have to happen in order to make it work properly. The other thing you need to know is that button on the back is not a power button. It's the connect button. I believe that's the official name for it. And that is the button that you press to connect it to Wi-Fi. So don't go messing with that button. <laughs> um, it, uh, it connects you to Wi-Fi. It's not actually a power button. When you plug it in, I believe it actually powers up automatically. So I did not end up having to set it up utilizing the Ethernet port which I was very happy about because my router is in a different room than the Sonos and it just would have been a pain. So I'm glad that that did not happen. I'm glad I managed to set it up as I did. When I set it up, I was able to learn more about it. I find that when I'm just wandering around doing admin tasks, I generally just have the Sonos controller app open on my PC. And this is a free piece of software 
that you'll download and that I was utilizing during the setup process. It's the same software. I use it generally to play stuff. There are keyboard shortcuts and you can essentially just tab and shift tab as well to find what you want. There are also menus so you can press alt, go into a menu system and find out more information. But I just want to show you a bit of how it sounds. So you can't hear this but I'm moving into my Sonos and I'm going to play and I'm not actually using Alexa to do this. This is my most recent tune-in station. You can set alarms on the Sonos. You can change the volume. You can, of course, play pause. If I want to change stations, I can search for another station. And I'm going to pause because the DJ has come on and started speaking. But you can also change your service. So if you want to play something that's in a different service, like Radionomy, Amazon Music, whatever, you can do that. I have AccuRadio on here, and I'm just moving into it. You can go into any number of submenus, and I'm just going to find something and play something from this service. And I'm just essentially entering and arrowing in this one specific spot in my Sonos controller app. Here's fingerstyle guitar. And I just pressed enter. <laughs> and I'm in AccuRadio. That's free. It's a free service that you can download. You have something called Sonos Favorites, where you can add channels. You can add custom channels. It's really amazing. Let me tell you the services that I just have enabled. So you have Sonos Favorites. I have Radio by TuneIn, AccuRadio, Amazon Music, Bandcamp, Calm Radio, Focus at Will, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio, Radionomy, SiriusXM, Sonos Playlists, and then Add Music Services. So Sonos Playlists is in there natively. And a lot of those are free services. I have Amazon Prime, so I can use all of my Prime stuff, and I have Amazon Unlimited Music, so that might help me get more stuff. I'm not really sure. I'm going into Calm Radio, so I'm just showing you how quick it is to change stations here and change services. So I'm going to go into Baroque. And this is just a category within Calm Radio. And you have to wait a couple minutes for everything to load properly. But I'm going to go into Cantatas. And I just press enter on Cantatas. And I think one's ending. Because it's set up through your ALEXA, you can also say play blah 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 on TuneIn, on iHeart, on Pandora. If you have Prime or Amazon Unlimited Music, you can play something that way as well. If you have albums that you bought from Bandcamp, they'll show up in here once you sign into your account. And all this stuff is fairly easy to set up. It's quite intuitive in terms of the setup process. As I said, you can also set up custom stations. So if you know a PLS or an M3U 
or something to a station's stream, you can drop that in here as well. It's really quite amazing. I'll show you one more. I'm going to go into Radionomy. And I'm going to go into Music Genres. And let's see what I can find in here. And you have to give it just a minute to load. I'll go into Electronic. And then within Electronic, I should have some subcategories that I can then scroll through. Let's see. Uh, there's quite a bit of stuff in here. I'll go into trance, because I like trance. And see what I can find. And uh, radionomy is free. Here's one. So I just moved to a dance station. You can add stations to your Sonos favorites. The Sonos one is $200. You can also pair a Sonos one with another Sonos one. So you'll have a left channel and a right channel. And they're little. They're small. I played it for my mom, and she was just stunned, and I just stopped it. She was just stunned that so much sound came out of such a little bitty speaker. I'll give you one more example, thanks to Amazon and my unlimited music. Alexa, play Shudder Before the Beautiful by Nightwish. Shudder Before the Beautiful by Nightwish, playing on bedroom. And you actually set up a room. You heard that in my little sample that I showed you. And now, you can hear this sound. And I use Nightwish a lot as a test bed because they have orchestration, they have crunchy guitars. It's symphonic metal. I mean, you get the whole gamut, essentially. I'm just going to play you a smidge of this. Here comes more guitar. It's just incredible. <laughs> and I just want you to hear Flora's vocal when it pops in here in a second. The clarity of everything is stunning. It's just very beautiful, very gorgeous. I can't imagine as good as this one sounds what the bigger ones sound like. <laughs> I'm just going to play a little bit more of this track. But any genre sounds incredible. You will hear things you have never heard in your songs. Classical sounds gorgeous. Jazz sounds gorgeous. This sounds gorgeous. I haven't heard anything that I haven't liked. Let me just put it to you that way. <laughs> and 
that is that. So I hope you have enjoyed this demo. Thank you so much for checking it out and learning more about how you can set up a Sonos One with a screen reader. I hope you found it useful. If you have any questions, you're welcome to get in touch with me. I'm not an expert by any means, but I'd be happy to give you a little more information. You can order from Amazon, so if you are a Prime member, you can order that way and get Prime shipping which means for free. <laughs> or you can order directly from Sonos.com, which is what I did. And you get 45-day returns that way. And one thing to add is the support is incredible that you will get from Sonos. I haven't actually called their support. I've heard it's very good. But by support, I'm talking about just the documentation, the forum threads. Pretty much any question you have has probably been asked and answered more than once <laughs> via either the forums or via their support panel. Now, one thing I have noticed is sending them email support I have not found an accessible way to do it. There is something where you're supposed to select your category of support from a list. And I've never figured out how to select it using any combination of screen readers or browsers. Yikes! <laughs> so, I should probably call them and just get an idea of what their support experience is like via phone. But I've heard very good things. So again, thanks so much for joining me. I appreciate it. I hope you have enjoyed this. And if you decide to order yourself a Sonos or get one for Christmas <laughs> or for the holidays under your tree or buy your menorah or however it works for you, I don't think you will ever regret it. Happy listening, guys. Bye. And we are back. And I think, unless it's changed in the last week, that this will be the first debut in our community of someone accessibly setting this puppy up. So, very proud of that. Recently, I had the pleasure of introducing Kim and Chris to a very creative lady whom I've had the pleasure of meeting and running into at various Pennsylvania Council of the Blind conventions, and we thought she would be a wonderful addition to the Mystic Access Castle. Absolutely, because she does something that we have never heard about, which is the ability to put Braille on glassware. We thought that was so cool, and particularly since it is now shopping season for the holidays, we are featuring a few people who we think you'll find intriguing to possibly shop with for your holiday goodies, and we think Kathy is a terrific example of that. And we will now enter the Mystic Access Magic Castle. Welcome to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. I'm very pleased today to be introducing the Mystic Access Magic Castle and our special guest. I heard of her a few years ago at a state blindness convention, and I'm assuming that many of our listeners have not heard of her, so I am really thrilled to be introducing her and her work to you. Our guest today is Kathy Keck. Welcome. Well, thank you very much. That was a very wonderful introduction, Lisa, and I'm ecstatic to be able to be able to talk with you and do this podcast and share a little bit about my products and the hows and the whys and so forth with your listeners. Well, we're thrilled to have you, and I know that when Lisa was telling Chris and I about you, that even your website name really just struck me and it was something that I knew that I had to go visit because Lisa and I were just talking a few Aww. moments ago about how our styles and that we would both considered to have eclectic styles and I said well mine would be considered like whimsical eclectic so <laughs> when I heard about your site I thought oh how perfect so Kathy's site is touchedbyfantasy.com why don't we just start Kathy if it's great with you just by telling our listeners a little bit about what you do and 
sure. your passion for doing it because you are clearly so passionate and so, oh, you I know, am. yeah, about what you do. Okay. Well, to begin with, by trade, I'm, I spent several years, about 12, 13 years as an executive assistant in a corporation. And meanwhile, to let off steam, I started painting different things. And specifically what got me started was terracotta pots. So I did those for myself and then uh, made some more and gave them to friends. And uh, it was just for fun, but it ended up where people started ordering from me. And so I just kept painting and painting. I started painting mailboxes and birdhouses and slates and glassware, like wine glasses and martini glasses, salt and pepper shape. Anything that didn't move could get painted. So, um, <laughs> And this was also something, on a, as a side note, my husband is a football fan. So every weekend he's watching football on Monday nights. So I could paint and be in the same room with him at the time while he's so I kind of have to thank football for really pushing me <laughs> into painting because that was my little outlet it was it became more of a hobby then as people were ordering things long story short I just kind of you know kept painting and people were ordering the loving touch connection line of products are all glassware because in order to put the braille on and have it permanent it needs to be on glass which gets baked and that fuses the paint to the glass and makes it permanent. I could do the braille on other pieces, but I don't know how permanent they would be. But the glassware, that's again, wine glasses, martini glasses, beer glasses, salt, pepper shakers, spice jars are a new addition I added last year. Somebody asked if I could do spice jars. I thought, boo, Eureka. Yes, that's certainly something I could do and how helpful. I had a woman order 29 spice jars. Wow. That's where you must be an amazing cook. <laughs> yes. I do glass canisters for the kitchen countertop with coffee, tea, sugar, treat jars for the guide dogs, treats. Uh, and of course, you know, for people, you know, who aren't visually impaired, I just don't put Braille on. I've also had unusual orders such as painted designs with Braille on the glass that's in a picture frame for a couple that got married and she wanted her wedding date and their names on the actual frame glass itself. So any this glass, I can do a Braille message and I usually include the word in script for, you know, the people that may be around that person to be able to see what it says in the braille also and the designs are always colorful and they have a raised outline around the design for more of a tactile thing that someone who's visually impaired would be able to feel say the shape of the petals of a flower or the wings of a bird anything that has like a, a major picture to it gets an outline and i try to make it that it's easily identifiable what it is to the person who's going to be using it that's one thing that really impressed me when I saw your products is that they are both useful and beautiful. You can read the Braille, but you can also feel the designs. I remember looking at a piece of stemware, and I think it had vines on it, mm -hmm. and you could feel them. Every time I went to get them, they were sold out, so I'm just going to have to order, but oh, yeah, I'm yeah. completely enamored of these salt and pepper shakers with smiley faces on them. Mm -hmm. I Aww. love smiley faces. They're kind of my thing. I have a friend who jokingly calls me Pollyanna. She's like, well, of course, Aww. smiley faces are your thing. You know, um, <laughs> it's well, really a multi-sensory thing because you're, you're yeah. reading the Braille, but you can also feel the actual designs and then they're beautiful to look at. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Thank you. And just to elaborate a little bit more on that, you said smiley faces are your thing. 
Well, when I came up with the name of Touched by Fantasy Designs for what I started with years ago, that was because people were ordering, I really love sunflowers. Can you paint sunflowers for me? Or I really love leprechauns. Can you paint something with leprechauns on it for me? So it became a thing where everybody has their own fantasy thing. Like my kitchen is all grapes, so I have a couple things with grapes on it. But that's where it is. It's, it's touched by fantasy of your own fantasy of what you like. I do grade two Braille also for people who are a little more Yay! advanced with the Braille. Yes. So, and that's gotten good reviews as far as people who had ordered it that way. And uh, I had one mug, a woman in California had just lost her sight. And she wanted a coffee mug to give to her pastor who was very instrumental in helping her cope with the changes and encourage her and so forth. But she wanted to give this to him, even though he was, he was sighted. And she wanted a phrase not by sight, but by faith. I forget at the moment, it's a Corinthians phrase. But so I asked her if it could be grade two, because it was quite a number of words. And it takes up a lot of space on, on a short span. And she said, no, it's fine. You know, grade two is fine because he won't be able to really read the Braille anyway. <laughs> so that started me on, you know, using the grade two as an alternative if it's a gift for someone who does read the grade two level. Well, so and for I, many I of us... Do that too. Yeah, for many of us who grew up learning to read Braille, grade one almost does seem foreign, kind of like yes. another language. So yeah. mm -hmm. grade two is very familiar. And, and appreciated. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, good, good. That's a wonderful story, though, and it illustrates the fact that Braille is not just for blind people. Yeah. I have mm -hmm. given sighted people gifts with Braille. There used to be a company that is no longer in business and they made Braille mugs. I believe they were ceramic, but I gave a friend a Braille mug for Christmas. My two nieces who thankfully for me do not listen to this podcast <laughs> are getting necklaces for Christmas. One is in her freshman year of college and she's getting one that says soar. And then the younger one who is very musical is getting sing. So I think Braille can also be kind of a bridge that is a constant tangible mm -hmm. reminder of yeah. someone. It's a unique way of commemorating things, I think. Mm -hmm. It brings, uh, kind of bridges a gap a little bit too. And I did have one other woman who she wanted and ordered coffee mugs for her grandchildren and her daughter with designs that were specific to their hobbies. Like the one was into painting. She was an artist. Um, the other one, her name was Heather. So she wanted the, fla the Heather flowers on it, but with her name and in script and in Braille to give to them for Christmas. It was just last year as that exact thing to, you know, kind of connect. This is what I see. This is how I read. And she said they were very young. So she wanted, you know, small coffee mugs. I think they were about like seven and eight, something like that. But so, yeah, that's, that's, that's an awesome gift. Oh, they'll love that. <laughs> how did you come up specifically with the idea of putting Braille on the glass items. I mean, oh. obviously, I'm sure that oh. other people paint, but very few are actually doing anything like this. Yeah, nobody is, is what I found out. And that's part of what really makes it a passion for me. And I don't care if somebody copies how I do it to some degree, because then it just kind of spreads the love more. You know, what I found out is there are 25 million visually impaired and blind people in the United States. Worldwide, there's about 250 million. Well, I can't paint that much. So I'm almost willing to teach other people to do it. Just to let you know, there is nobody else that does this. I have a trademark for Loving Touch Connection 
the, the company name. I didn't get a patent because it was, first of all, too expensive for me um, at this time. And what I found out was that after a year and a half, somebody else can read your description of how you do it and go ahead and copy it anyway. So it seemed kind of a useless point because the bottom line is if it does benefit other people, I don't care. I just don't want people to be ripped off and exploited because somebody else can mass produce them and charge a lot more. So that being said, how I came up with the idea is a very serendipitous type thing. I was playing around with different paints and wanted to create a glitter type paint for glassware. Glass paint is more of an enamel. Well, it is an enamel type paint versus say acrylics that you might paint on wood and that sort of thing. Once the design is completed, it has to cure for 24 hours and then it gets baked at 300 degrees and that permanently fuses the paint to the glass. Anyway, the thing with the glass paint is there was not a type of glitter paint in glass paint at the time. So I mixed some acrylic with it and created just a glass for myself as a test. After I baked it and whatnot, I thought, well, now I have to see if it's actually, the paint's gonna actually adhere since I mixed this other paint with it, if it's gonna stay on there. So I thought I have a glass of wine, I sat outside, because I thought, well, the ice, I don't know if the coldness is gonna affect this paint texturing or not. And I was sitting there and I had the outline of the flower and the vines, whatever I had on there. And I could feel the glitter in the paint. I thought, wow, this is really cool. You can feel, it was just something that just happened. That I could feel the shape of it and it just struck me a certain way, which it never had before. And it was like a lightning bolt from God. Like, wow, what if you did something that was with raised design on glassware for people who are blind? You know, they could feel this and they could have something that had a design that they could feel, not just, you know, like if you have a mug that says world's greatest mom, it's going to be flat because silk screening is flat. And then all of a sudden, all these ideas started coming with putting Braille on it, how I use the outliner to put, you know, the, the raised dots on and so on. So I was just so excited. I went inside, went on the computer, looked to see if there was, you know, any type of gifts with raised dot Braille for the visually impaired, and there was nothing. There were watches that told you the time. There were, of course canes and you know different things like that but there was nothing with glassware and art so I thought I wonder if you know blind people drink wine and you know I don't know you know and so I thought well I'll just try I made a specific glass that I got the rail and put the messages I put three different messages on with the outlining and uh, you know a corresponding word with braille and created a sample, but now I needed to find out if this was actually something that, first of all, could be used for the visually impaired, and if it was actually readable to someone who read Braille. I went online and found locally there's um, the Center for Vision Loss in Allentown. I called them, and I spoke with Rita Lang, who's the manager of innovative programs at the Center for Vision Loss, and told her my idea, and she said, well, I'd love to see it. You know, come on in. So I went in two hours later and spoke, we met her and she is legally blind. She can see colors very close up, but she of course reads Braille too. So I gave her the glass and I didn't tell her what was on it. I wanted to be sure that she could read it, feel it, whatever, and, and understand it on her own. So she had no idea what I was had on this glass. So the first design and the word she looked at was a smiley face and the word smile. And she felt it for a few seconds, and she said, oh, is this a W? Is this? And I was like, oh, no. You know, and she couldn't read it, and you know, my heart just sank. I thought, oh, forget it. 
And then she kept like just feeling around and then she turned the glass upside down, sideways and upside down. She said, oh, no, wait, it says smile. She was so excited. She could read the Braille. Here I put the word upside down <laughs> because Braille is dots. And what do I know? You know, so of course I pay very close attention now. So she, the other two designs, she could read the Braille and she could distinguish the designs, you know, with the raised outline. And she got very excited and said, there's nothing like this out there for us, nothing that connects art and Braille. And she was very encouraging for me to go further with the products. And um, she asked if I'd be willing to speak to one of her groups. She does the activities and so forth. So I did that with about eight people and went very well. And then she scheduled another presentation for me with a much larger group of about 50 people at the Lehigh Valley Council for the Blind monthly meeting. And that also went well. Groups were very excited to have a product like this and asked me lots of questions, gave me great ideas of what would be more helpful. Like it's very important that the dots are exact and that an A is up at the top, not in the middle. It becomes a different letter if the if that dot is just a smidge too low or a smidge too high. And so it takes a little bit of patience and time for me to put the Braille on there. Not a lot of time, but still, I, I've wiped it off many times. I go up, I turn it sideways, and I can see it's not in perfect alignment. So I'm very perfectionist about it to a fault sometimes, but that's more important. So anyway, that's kind of how that got started. And I've started getting orders immediately uh, locally. And I do deliver locally if I can, or people have come here to pick up from my home. Uh, I work out of my home and uh, I also ship nationwide. I think sometimes for those of us with relatively severe vision loss or those of us without vision, sometimes Art can be, even non-abstract art can sometimes seem abstract because Mm -hmm. we haven't seen it. So I think, especially for people who don't have some kind of grasp or idea of how colors may come together and Mm -hmm. that symbiotic process that would create Mm -hmm. a particular piece, something like this, whether it have the braille or whether it have the outlines that you were speaking of Mm -hmm. can be kind of a link that has not really been expressed so much or enough between art and that tactile visceral experience to give Mm -hmm. those of us who can't see it that more visceral experience of art. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what my thoughts started going to. Well, what else could they use? What else would be helpful? And that's where the salt and pepper shakers came in. And uh, the, the canisters from top of the counter. And I'm sure everybody has their own system. But like one woman, she one time I was talking, she said, oh, you know, I can't really see it. But this is a sweet story. I said, well, tell me what your fantasies are. What things do you like? And I, I explain a little bit of this. I explained to her, you know, how I put the design on. And I could do whatever she'd like. She said, well, I do love lighthouses. I said, well, how about if I do something with lighthouses on it for you? And, well, she was ecstatic when she got it. And that just was just amazing because she was saying, well, I can't really see it. And I don't really need to have something that's really pretty. And I said, well, sure you do. Every, every Especially a woman, you need something that's pretty. You know? <laughs> so she was very ecstatic with it. And I just was thinking of different things that people need. And when somebody said about spice jars, this was about two years ago. I was like, oh, my gosh, how could I overlook that? Of course, spice jars. Just to have it just be a little bit more personal and bring that connection together yeah that's beautiful and the fact that you even have a section on your site devoted to doing this really personal art for people who would send you their own photographs or their own Mm -hmm. ideas and concepts and I was reading some of your 
made my millennium testimonial uh, comments from people. And there's just some mm -hmm. really beautiful, touching things in there that just express yeah. how moved people are by the things that you've created based on their very specific needs mm -hmm. and desires and longings. Beautiful. It's, it's uh, something I can't put into words. I have not found the right words for it, how it makes me feel and what an honor it is. It truly is, whether it's for people who are sighted or not sighted. But I have a you know tug in my heart for the visually impaired because people who are sighted tend to, you, you take things for granted. It's just natural. It's human nature. You take things for granted. But for people who have either lost their sight or, or you know, this is something they were born with, to have it be something that's a little treasure to them. Of course, it's not going to change their circumstances, but it might have them feel a little bit of joy, I guess is the best way to put it. And what better thing is there to do on this earth? <laughs> <laughs> so true. And it adds that whole new dimension to someone's experience, I think. For those of you, I would encourage you, for those of you who are listening and who don't really have ever had an interest in art per se and haven't really felt that you could experience that fully, Kathy's work and her artistry and the gifts that she's sharing and talking about today could be something both for yourself and for people that you love, something that would just be very interesting and very wonderful to see if that would assist you in kind of bringing that experience to the forefront for you and helping you to appreciate it more and enjoy it more and maybe get that little aha moment. It's like maybe people who say, and I don't really know anyone like this, but people who say, well, I don't really care for music. It doesn't move me. And then you hear that one piece and you're like, Mm -hmm. wait I think I get it now this could yes, be yes. the aha experience for, mm -hmm. for you in terms mm -hmm. of art mm -hmm. yes what I'd like to ask you as we sort of close things out is how can our listeners contact you if they would like to learn more or if they would like to place an order well they can contact me through my website touchedbyfantasy.com and on the main page there's a tab that says Loving Touch Connection that will take them to the page that's specifically for Braille items, but certainly they can order anything that's on the, the main Touch by Fantasy pages, glassware-wise, that I can add Braille to it. I'm also on Facebook. Facebook Loving Touch Connection has its own Facebook page. I can certainly be reached anytime uh, by cell phone. My phone number is 610-657-9869. Email would be Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, at touchedbyfantasy.com. I love the variety. I love the various types of items, everything from the possibility of custom murals to mailboxes to birdhouses to stemware. There's so much mm -hmm. that you offer and so much that you share. And I'm just Thank so you. pleased that Lisa had mentioned you to us and that I got the chance to browse around and enjoy and pick out some Christmas gifts for people and <clears throat> a few for me. Wonderful. <laughs> and, uh, so thank you. It's been so much fun. And I really, listen, guys, I really hope that you will check out Kathy's work. And if you find something that interests you, definitely get in touch with her. I love Probably my favorite thing about this gig is getting to talk to people who are so passionate about what they do and what they offer. And when it offers access to something that you may not have appreciated as much before and it gives you that opportunity, as I feel this would do for so many people, definitely check it out and give it a chance and have yourself your own little fantasy, as right. Kathy mentions. And yeah find your own little thing that makes you glow and makes you smile and makes you happy whether that be smiley faces or sunflowers or bees or dragonflies or anything there's i was so also thinking here. music notes and music notes could be fun glasses with music notes yeah that would be great fun yes. 
I did salt and pepper shakers with music notes, and uh, Don't they were. Don't say this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. too many choices. <laughs> That's kind of what I've been saying. <laughs> well, I, I would. I like to share one story with you. Oh, please do. That one of the most highlighted stories to me that I could share is a lady had contacted me. This was about four years ago or so. She had been to one of the Pennsylvania Council for the Blind conventions, and she remembered me. And she contacted me. She said uh, that they had been married. For, she and her husband married for forty years, and each year they had a toast on their anniversary with their original wedding flutes. And the year before this, when she called me, she said she had broken one of those. And of course, she was heartsick about it. So she wondered if I could make a new set for them. And we talked a little bit. So what I came up with was on the, the flute to have a pair of doves holding a ribbon heart and then put their names in the center of the heart. And then at the base was the wedding date on the glass. And she said this was a surprise for her husband because she didn't want to let him know. So they were going to be going to the next Pennsylvania Council of the Blind Convention. It was going to be in Harrisburg that year. And I was planning on going, so that's where she was going to pick them up. So she came over to me during the convention and said, okay, I'm here with my husband. And they're both visually impaired and blind to some degree. So she brought him over and she said, I have a surprise for you. And so I gave him, you know, one of the glasses. And he was feeling it around, and he said, oh, it has our names. He started to cry. That's how he, you know, was touched by this. He could read the inscription, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Joe and Tina. And it was just, his reaction was just such an extraordinary experience for me. I, I could have stopped painting that day <laughs> because it was just such, a, what do you call it, a pinnacle of bringing together something like it was so meaningful to them and it took care of the problem of the one glass being broken is something new and they're together for 40 years and to see this little old couple just hugging each other and oh, it just the love was unbearable. I, I, could, I, I was crying. <laughs> something else. The people that I work with, it's all about the people. It's all about the love that I feel towards the product that I do for the people that I make it for anything, whether it's for the loving touch connection or touched by fantasy. It's always my joy comes from seeing their faces light up when they receive something that they either <laughs> thought of in their mind and, you know, couldn't put into their hands to create themselves. And, you know, not everybody can do that. And I keep getting re-humbled every time I have that experience with a customer, whether it's Wonderful. somebody I know or, or mail it out to them and somebody responds back. I could just, if I could do it for free, I would, you know, yeah. it's just one yeah. of those things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's lots of stories, but I, I welcome any questions, any ideas that people have. I have not been stumped to the point of not being able to complete a project yet. So feel free to contact me with any ideas you might have. We'll take care of it and um, make something special for you. Thank you for your visit to the Mystic Access Magic Castle. You're welcome anytime. And we are back. So we know this was a lot of information for you guys to uh, to take in. We hope you have enjoyed this supersized edition of the Mystic Access Podcast. As always, all relevant links will be in the show notes. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. 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 The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us, 716-543-3323, and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line.
Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.